go ahead and have a seat this morning. Remember that uh, kids camp is underway, so if you have a young person that you want to get in there, go ahead. Now is the time. I want to make sure that you hear the story. This morning we're about uh, Easter Sunday, about the good news that Jesus is alive. So I thought today important that we just hear that story as we begin this morning. And this is the uh, the account that uh, the Gospel of Matthew gives us. So just uh, it's on your insert, by the way, if you want to follow along and uh, take it in. Here's what the good news says to us today. The Sabbath was over. It was almost daybreak on Sunday when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. Suddenly, a strong earthquake struck and, and the angel of the Lord came down from heaven. And he rolled away the stone and he sat on it. The angel looked as bright as lightning and and his clothes were as white as snow. And the guards shook from fear and fell down as though they were dead. The angel said to the woman, Don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus who was nailed to the cross. He isn't here. God has raised him to life, just as Jesus said he would. Come, see the place where his body was lying. Now hurry. Tell his disciples that he has been raised to life and is on his way to Galilee. Go there. You will see him. That is what I came to tell you. The women were frightened and and yet very happy as they hurried from the tomb and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and greeted them. They they went near him, held on to his feet, and they worshipped him. Then Jesus said, Don't be afraid. Tell my followers to go to Galilee. They will see me there. Well, it's Easter Sunday, and uh, not only is it the time for us to uh, gather around that incredible good news that Jesus is alive, that the stone has been rolled away, but you know, it's also time for Pastor's annual Easter Sunday joke. And uh, those of you that have been with us for a while, uh, you know, since last Easter, when we get to the punchline, just join right in, okay? I want to fill the whole house with the punchline, because I tell the same joke uh, every Easter, and uh, I should tell you, there was one Easter I didn't tell this joke, and I got hate mail uh, afterwards, okay? Hate email afterwards. But So I tell this joke every every Sunday. Here's the way it goes. That's short, don't worry. Here's the way it goes. Uh, Easter Sunday, Sunday school teacher, you know, was te- teaching the little guys, you know, about the resurrection and uh, doing the whole flannel graph thing, you know, and everything was just really going good. The lesson was really great. The teacher was just really into it. And the kids were just, you know, big eyed and soaking it in and taking it all up. And, and boy, the teacher was just really feeling good. And she got done with her lesson and just really felt the kids had a handle on that, that incredible story that Jesus was alive. And the only problem was she kind of looked at the clock and she was early. She got the lesson done early. So she thought, well, you know, the kids really, I'm sure they got this lesson, so let's just have some fun with them, you know. And so she said, well, I'll tell you what, kids, um, you know, we've just told you the good news that Jesus walked out of the tomb and he was resurrected. And so who in the class thinks, well, what do you think the first words were that Jesus said when he walked out of the tomb? 
I mean, what, what do you think? When Jesus rose from the tomb and he walked out, what do you think the first words that came out of his mouth were? Little Susie in the back. Oh, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Jesus, okay, okay, okay. Susie, what do you think? What do you think were the first words Jesus said? Susie says, I know, I know. The first words Jesus said when he walked to the tombs were? Ta-da! What? That's my best joke. I love that joke. I do that every year. I just think that's an awesome word. Well, okay, so the joke may not be that good, but uh, you know what? What brings us here today? The, the, the word, the good news that brings us here today, it cannot be measured. You cannot capture what we celebrate today. We have been in a series where we've been trying to ask the question, can we capture the meaning of Easter? You know what? The, the, the reality is, no, we, we can't capture everything that this means. We, we just can't. It's, it's so incredibly beyond us. But, but it's important that we, we take the time to try and ask the questions and try to capture as much as we can. You know, like we did that, that Sunday years ago, they're just, you know, taking a picture of Jesus on the road to Jerusalem and the Hosannas. And, you know, today, can, can we just capture some glimpses of what it means for our lives tomorrow? I mean, not just today, we're here and we're in our Sunday best and we're celebrating and, you know, good stuff with family today probably, but what does it mean tomorrow morning? Can, can we capture some things from this experience that we can not only celebrate today, but that we can wake up tomorrow morning and say, look, this is going to make all the difference in my life tomorrow. Today, I want to suggest some things for you to, to ponder as, as this Easter is underway and, and to consider as you wake up tomorrow and think about what difference does it make? What's the meaning? What difference does it make tomorrow that Jesus is alive? I want to suggest, first of all, it makes all the difference because your life now can have a Jesus confidence. That your life can have a Jesus confidence. Did you notice after the resurrection how people's lives changed? I mean, we got the disciples. The disciples before the resurrection, they're all huddled in a room and they're all locked in and they're all captured by their fear. And, and the women get up early in the morning and it's dark and, and they're walking in the darkness. And, and no doubt they're captured still in their sorrow and their sobbing and their bewilderment. They're wondering, how could this possibly have happened? I thought he was the one. And they're walking to the tomb and the earth shakes and they're captured by fear and anxiety. And they're saying, what is going on? What does this mean? And what are the first words, the first words that the angel of the Lord says to the women. Don't be afraid. Did you catch that? And what are the absolute first words that Matthew tells us? That when the, when the women come in contact with the risen Lord Jesus, what, what are the first words Jesus utters? It's not to die. It's don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You see, this day makes all the difference because we can walk from here on out in a Jesus confidence that conquers all of our fears. It conquers all of our anxieties. It conquers all of our worries. It rolls them away and out of our lives because Jesus is alive. He's alive. The disciples, before the resurrection... 
They're locked in a room for fear of the Jews, the text says. They're locked in a room worried about the next knock on the door and what it might mean. But after the resurrection, after the resurrection, these same disciples now are out publicly proclaiming Jesus as Lord. And they're praying for power and they're praying for boldness. Look at what happens in Acts 4. These are these disciples that were captured by fear before the good news. Now look what they're doing in their life after the resurrection. It says, they're in the middle of a prayer here in Acts 4. It says they were praying, saying, Now, Lord, consider their threats. They're getting threats from the outside, from the world, and the Jews. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, they placed the place where they were, where they were meeting, was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God boldly. Does this sound like disciples captured by fear? Wouldn't you agree it made all the difference? To know that Jesus Christ is alive. Because Jesus Christ is alive. Their lives change from being captured by fear and anxiety and worry at the next little tap at the door to becoming disciples who stood up and boldly professed and boldly faced life, boldly met its threats. You see, we can walk in a confidence that Jesus is alive and that confidence keeps moving us forward. It keeps moving us forward forward. The Apostle Paul knew this. The Apostle Paul was one who, you know, moved forward boldly and, and faced all kinds of challenges and he faced all kinds of threat. And yet he kept persevering and overcoming. He kept moving forward. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, these words, for what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and He appeared to Cephas and then to the Twelve. And after that, He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. Most of them are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then He appeared to James and then all the apostles. And last of all, He appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. What's He trying to tell you? Your life can be absolutely different from this day forward because Jesus Christ is alive and there's people out there who can give you the eyewitness of this truth. You see, he's pointing and he's saying, look, how many people do I need to bring to you to get you to understand that this is real? This is true. Jesus Christ is alive. The resurrection took happen. Can you count the number of people he just cited saying, look, just go talk to them. They'll tell you. They saw him. See, Scripture wants to leave no doubt for us. Paul wants to leave no doubt for us. He wants doubt rolled to the side. And for our lives to live in a confidence that Jesus is alive. And if Jesus is alive, we can live bold, confident lives in the risen one. It makes all the difference tomorrow. Tomorrow. Because our lives aren't the same because Jesus is alive. You see, Jesus didn't rise to just go sit somewhere on God's right hand. 
He, he didn't rise from the dead just so he could be off sitting in luxury up in the kingdom of heaven forever. He rose to be alive in our lives, to be right here in this world, to be right here in your tomorrow. And you can have every confidence as you face tomorrow. Why? Because Jesus is alive. He is alive in your tomorrow. Second thing. We can not only have this Jesus confidence, but because the resurrection happened, we can know that life has real forgiveness. Life has real forgiveness. See, the world will try to offer you all kinds of ways to escape your guilt, your shame, your anxiety. The world will try to offer you all kinds of ways to get, to get a relief and a release from, from the burdens that you feel. But none of those last. You, you can go drink all you want to drink and get a nice little high for a while, but guess what happens when you wake up tomorrow morning? Your guilt and your shame are still there and it feels a little bit heavier and deeper, not to mention it hurts a lot. You understand? The world's going to try to offer you all kinds of ways to feel the release and, and, and to get away from it for just a little bit, but none of those last. None of those can last. And the only real forgiveness... It's the forgiveness that we rejoice in today. The resurrection tells us that not only is Jesus alive, but the resurrection tells us our sins are forgiven. Look what Paul says. He says, For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still where? But if Christ is raised, then where aren't you? You aren't there anymore. If Christ is raised, then we don't live in that anymore. If Christ is raised, then forgiveness is absolutely authentic and real. If Christ is raised, then we have the opportunity to let go of all of the burden and all of the guilt and all of the shame. We can walk out of here tomorrow morning just like Jesus walked out of the tomb and say, I am new and I am alive because His forgiveness is absolutely real. It's real. And no matter where I've been, no matter what I've done, He's forgiven me. The writer of Hebrews wants us to get that. The writer of Hebrews uh, says it with, uh, with these words in Hebrews 10. By His one sacrifice, He has forever set free from sin the people He brings to God. Did you see that word forever there? How long? Forever. You know what that means? Even though his resurrection happened 2,000 years ago, the forgiveness that he achieved, the forgiveness that he won, the forgiveness that he accomplished is right here for you today. If you're in this room today and you feel the guilt and you feel the shame and you've been carrying the burden, Jesus Christ rose from the dead to say to you today, give it up. Give it up. Leave it at the cross. Bury it in a tomb. And walk out new and different today. Because that's what the resurrection means. His forgiveness is absolutely real. 
And, and he is so smart. He wants to make sure we don't miss it. He wants, he wanted to make sure before he went to the cross that we, that we wouldn't miss the opportunity for that. And, and so when he was with his disciples on Passover and when he, when he was in that upper room with them, knowing that he was going to the cross, knowing that he was going to the tomb, knowing that three days later he would rise and overcome all of our guilt and sin, knowing that he gave us the avenue. The, the, the scripture reminds us of that. In Matthew, it says that Jesus was celebrating that Passover meal. And during the meal, he took some bread in his hands and he blessed the bread and he broke it. And he, and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat this. It's my body. And then it goes on to say he picked up a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God and he gave it to his disciples. He said, take this and drink it. This is my blood. And with it, God makes an agreement with you. It will be poured out. Why? So that many people will have their sins forgiven. You see, it's the only real forgiveness in this world. And Jesus Christ rose from the dead to offer it to you today. He rose from a tomb to make sure you understand and you can receive the freedom that comes from being a resurrection follower of Jesus Christ. He gave himself for that. Titus 2. Titus 2 tells us he gave himself. He gave himself to rescue us from everything that is evil and to make our hearts pure. He wanted us to be his own people and to be eager to do what was right. It's a guy named John. He was a pretty burly guy, kind of a tough guy. Worked in a tough business, you know, one of those businesses where, uh, you know, the language is pretty free and often foul. And, uh, you know, cheating is just, of course, a part of doing business. And, you know, it's just kind of a rough, tough place. John lived in that place and, and he participated with it. And he went to the taverns after work with the boys. And he did all of that lifestyle until Jesus Christ came into his life. Jesus Christ came into his life and he knew the power of a resurrection life and he knew the real forgiveness of what that meant and his life absolutely changed and he just didn't live that way anymore. He'd still go to work. All the co-workers would look at him and say, John, what's up with you, man? You've changed. So how come you don't go to the tavern with us anymore? John, what's up with you? How come you don't talk the way you used to talk? What are you, too good for us, John? John would tell him about how Jesus Christ is real and how he came into his life. They'd ridicule him back and they'd say, John, are you kidding me? you really believe all that stuff? I mean, do you really believe that there's this Jesus and that, that he changed water into wine? And, and do you really believe that there was a day when, when he was in the tomb and, and in death and he walked out alive? you really buy that stuff? John would say to him, look, and I can only tell you this. Not only did he change water into wine... But he changed my beer drinking and the money I spent into that into food for my kids and my family. And he took my marriage that was dead and in a tomb and he resurrected it into a vibrant new marriage. You see, John knew real forgiveness and the power of a resurrection life. So could you. This is what he brings. This is what he celebrates. To be real in our lives every single day. And if he's real in our lives, then he brings to us the significance of having a purpose, having passion, and having the possibility to live an incredible life. Having that purpose and having that passion and having that 
possibility to live an incredible life. Uh, look what uh, Paul says. He says, Christ gives meaning to your life. And when he appears, you also will appear with him in glory. Christ gives meaning to your life. Do you think there was ever a day after Paul met Jesus on the road and had his life resurrected? Do you think there was ever a day Paul woke up in the morning and said, What do you think I should do today? I don't think he ever had a day like that, do you? I mean, he woke up every day. And he knew this was the day of the resurrected Christ. This was the day to make forgiveness real in the lives of other people. He'd wake up every day and he'd say, this is the day when Jesus gives me the opportunity to conquer another piece of the kingdom for him. This is the day when I live under his rule and his reign and I extend his kingdom into the hearts and lives of people. Don't you think he woke up every day saying, I know why I'm here. I know what life is about. He woke up with a purpose every single day. Now remember who this was. This was the Apostle Paul. This was Paul. He was the guy that was standing around that day holding everybody's coats while everybody else was picking up stones and stoning Stephen for following Jesus Christ. This was Paul, who was a persecutor of church, who brought Christians and, and persecuted them to death. And yet after the resurrection... After his life was resurrected on the road to Damascus, he woke up every day with that purpose in his heart. He knew what his day was about. And he had the passion for it. If you go into Ephesians, he would describe his life this way. He says, as a prisoner of the Lord, I beg you to live in a way that is worthy of the people of God, the people that God has chosen to be his own. Did you notice that first phrase? What did he see himself as? A prisoner of of the Lord. Isn't that incredible? You see how he was captured by a passion? You see, resurrection made all the difference in his life. And that difference captured not only his purpose, but it captured his passion. And he knew every day what he was about, and he knew every day the energy and the strength and the determination to go do it. Does that mean every day is going to be just easy? No, not at all. Paul was beaten, Paul was whipped, Paul was stoned, Paul was lowered over the wall in a basket at night. He was shipwrecked. He went through all kinds of stuff, right? He went through all, but it never changed his purpose, and it never changed his passion, and it never changed his possibilities, so that to the Philippians, he could make this incredible statement. Would you say this statement with me? It's in, in the uh, book of uh, Philippians, uh, chapter 4. There it is. Say that with me. You ready? It's an Easter Sunday statement. You ready? Christ gives me the strength to face anything. You believe it? You believe it? It's resurrection. If you can't look at the tomb and see that stone rolled away and understand, look, that's what it means. Jesus Christ is like, is there anything in the world that can happen in my life that can roll that stone Back in front of that tomb. Absolutely not. Is there anything that the world can do in my life that can take away the promises that God has over my life and roll that stone back in place? No, there's nothing. Is there anything that can happen that can take away the truth of the resurrection? There's nothing that can put Jesus back in the grave. He's alive. And if he's alive, he gives me the strength to face absolutely everything.
and anything. That's resurrection, isn't it? That's what it means. And we could stop right there this morning. We could just say, wow, that is incredible. God, you are so awesome. That is so fantastic. Cannot believe that you would choose to bring such grace and goodness and love into my... We could stop right there. But God doesn't. Because God layers all of your tomorrows with a promise that goes to every tomorrow on into eternity and says that you can live a resurrection life that is embedded in hope, that's embedded and grounded in hope. That there is going to come a day when this resurrected Jesus will come back and he will whisper all of our voices and he will gather all of us unto himself. There is a day. And because of that resurrection and that promise he makes over us, our life every day is grounded in hope. It's grounded in hope. If you look at 1 Peter 3, and we did that study, it says, Praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is so good. And by His raising Jesus from death, He has given us new life and a hope that lives on. And God has something stored up for you in heaven where it will never decay, it will never be ruined, and it will absolutely never disappear. This is what the resurrection means when you wake up tomorrow morning. If you don't know that, don't leave the room today. Don't leave the room today until you talk to somebody and and you hear again what Jesus Christ has accomplished for you. You see, the most important thing for me this morning is you get the tada. You get the revelation. You get the awareness. You get the understanding of what Jesus Christ was willing to do for you and how much He loves you. Why don't you watch the screens for a minute? Just take in one more time this incredible, basic truth of what today is about. Watch the screens.
Let's pray. Father, your love for us is so amazing. That you would reach into our world not only by sending your son, but that he would take all the pain, he would take all the guilt, he would take all the shame, and he would nail his body and all of it to a cross. And three days later, he would conquer even death and bring us incredible new life. Father, we thank you. We thank you not only for that day, but for this very day. When you can make that truth real to us, when you can give us that life that lives confident in you, that forgiveness is the only real forgiveness, that passion, that power, that possibility, that purpose. And that we can look forward And we can understand that nothing in this world is greater than this day when you rolled aside a stone and said he is alive. So help us to walk as resurrection people, confident in Christ and hopeful for life eternal. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.